0: Welcome to Wrong Side of 30. I am one of your hosts. My name is Brandon and I would love to introduce to the show my two partners in crime. Say hello, Keisha.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And Billy. Hola. So, guys, a fun episode today talking about all the times we fucked up. It's the mistakes episode. Exciting. But uh, before we get to that, uh, did everyone have a good Thanksgiving? I took my dog to the emergency vet,
2: so yes. Oh,
0: Jesus.
1: What happened to Donut?
2: Uh, Donut started coughing and vomit coughing. So she would start coughing and then gag and then vomit at about 15 places at 5 o'clock in the morning. The day after, so the Friday after Thanksgiving. So between Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So we think she has kennel cough. She's on antibiotics. Outside of that, Thanksgiving fucked.
0: You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Outside of that. I once had to go to the vet uh, on Christmas in the Texas Valley. So I had to drive from uh, Brownsville to McAllen, which is like an hour.
1: The Texas
0: Valley? Yeah, because I think most people, when they hear the Valley, they think Fernando. I've never
1: thought that. I just call it The Valley.
0: Yeah, because you're a 956-er. Of course you don't think that. Anyone else that hears The Valley thinks The Cool Valley. Yeah, like in Clueless. Yeah.
1: Fine. Whatever. I'm still calling it just The Valley, though.
0: So um, last week's or last uh, last show we did, I thought uh, the reaction seemed pretty good. We had a show last week? Not last week. You know how it works. Uh, The last show we released. Uh, it was all about our, I guess, bunch of oversharing. Yeah. Um, but uh, feedback seemed good.
2: I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on my reaction to the hurricane story. <laughs> which <laughs> really, I hear? was ter- I was terrified. The bride and groom listened and they loved it. So
0: I thought you said they listened and you didn't hear, they didn't send you a reaction, which always seems awkward.
2: Well, they didn't send me a reaction. They sent Maggie a reaction. Oh, Okay. Yeah. But they liked oh it. God. They thought it was very funny. I'm sure it was cathartic for them to have somebody else tell them, you know, what a nightmare everything was. One of my
0: exes texted Billy and I, "Yo, all this is like my number one like show that I listen to. And I was like, oh, shit. Does she know I told a story about her? <laughs> Luckily, she doesn't. She, does. she, only, she has not listened to that episode.
1: Is she going to?
0: Yeah, probably. I don't think so. Yeah,
2: none of our friends actually listen to it. The show's not good. Why do you hate this show so much? Me? Personally? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I this it's it's a good good uh way to introduce the topic of mistakes. Uh, because I feel like signing (laughs) up for this whole thing has been a huge mistake.
0: We could recast you if you want. Do you want us to recast you? No, I basically feel like I need to go into Billy's not even your real name.
2: Yeah, I need to go into like witness protection or something after (laughs) signing up for this show. I can't tell anybody that I'm on the show because they hear the first episode and they're shocked and appalled.
1: Is this like community service for you, Billy? No, no. It's your big brother's big sister's volunteer time
2: this is like a a clear example of me having some sort of multiple personality disorder
0: (laughs) he uh he recorded a pilot episode for uh his new music podcast and or a test episode and he used his real name what i was so offended i was so offended well
2: if we have any sort of crossover listeners it's gonna it's not gonna take that much red yarn to pinpoint (laughs) who i am as a human being
0: (laughs) Well, I'm excited about it. Uh, I I enjoyed the Test Music episode. I can't wait to hear more. I I really would love to know why your drummer professional musician friend hates Whiplash. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever
2: see any movies about, you know, filmmaking or something and you're like, it's nothing (laughs) like that?
0: Podcasting? Oh, God. I forgot that that's your new profession. Uh, Just until we get money. (laughs) So, yeah, probably (laughs) my new profession. (laughs) I had an interesting Thanksgiving day. Uh, So, unfortunately, my wife and I got into a big fight Thanksgiving morning. Oh, my
1: God. Is that why? Is that why you texted me? Yes.
0: Yes. And so she stormed out. And I later found out that the reason she stormed out and went upstairs was because she thought I was yelling a lot, which you probably were. I do not think I was. Oh, Oh! yeah, you definitely
1: were. You definitely were yelling a lot.
2: You
0: don't know. You weren't there. Is there ever a situation where you're not?
1: I'm always Team Paula, no matter what.
0: So I thought she was quitting on Thanksgiving. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make this meal. So I took the turkey out of the fridge and I Googled how to cook turkey. And I looked around for supplies and I found a turkey bag. I was like, I guess she planned to put the turkey in this bag. So, And then it was like, put flour inside bag. We didn't have any normal flour. So I think, Keisha, I texted you. I was like, can I put, what was it, brown flour for regular flour? Brown flour. I don't think that's anything. (laughs) It's something. Like whole wheat flour? It's probably whole wheat flour.
1: That's, what, that's the only thing brown flour is.
0: Almond flour? Yes, yes, that's what it was, almond flour. So I put almond flour Jesus, in the bag, put brown the brown flour. That's like racist against food. No. no, like brown sugar, I guess, was in my head. Um. So I put the turkey in the oven. And then like 30 minutes later, my wife came back downstairs. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm making our Thanksgiving. Oh, my
2: God. And, uh, and then
0: we worked it out.
2: What does that mean? That's vague. You worked it out. You you basically entered like a John Hughes movie of familial conflict and then you just yeah. skip past the climax.
0: Married couples fight and we worked it out. I don't even remember what the fight was about or what we were, how we worked it out. But, you know, I mean, we ended up having a great Thanksgiving.
1: So Paula, Paula just took a walk like she just needed to take a break. Yeah, but
0: I was like, aren't we supposed to be cooking the turkey? Don't turkeys take a long time to cook? How long did you cook the turkey for? Well, the, she took it out and then took it out of the bag and then did a whole bunch of other stuff to it. And then it cooked for like, I don't know, three hours. And she was like, every 10 minutes went in. She ended up making a great turkey. tasted good. I yeah. think the secret to why that turkey was so good is it got pre-baked for 30 minutes. Oh, my God. In the bag with the brown flour. flour. Oh God. That was the you secret. You
2: live off of... F- Hot dogs. Why would I ever want to eat anything you cook? <laughs> you weren't invited to our Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. I'm glad because I would have made the turkey. Like I made the turkey for my family. How'd it turn out? It was beautiful. I smoked a turkey. It turned out amazing. Everybody loved it.
1: We didn't have turkey.
2: You can't have turkey?
1: No, we didn't have turkey. Like my family Why? my family was like, fuck turkey. Why? It's because so we only make turkey on Thanksgiving because that is what the people tell us when we came to America. We don't even like turkey. Filipinos do not like turkey. It's not a thing. We don't understand it.
0: You'll eat Spam.
1: We love Spam. But oh, that that looks turkey. that looks good.
0: Yeah, it looks good, Billy. Wow. Thank you. So we made the mistake of uh, our pecan pie got delivered on Wednesday, and by Wednesday night, I had eaten the whole thing.
2: <laughs>
1: That's not surprising.
0: It's <laughs> very time. similar to your Halloween candy story. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Keisha, I heard you had uh, quite a date last night, huh?
1: I did. I did. I had a date. It was like a blind date. Before
0: we begin, uh, Dexter, who's still part of this narrative, I want a new name for him because apparently when I explained to him why I gave him the name Dexter, he felt bad and that crushed me emotionally. So, oh my we need a new name for him. What's a bad at four?
1: Oh, that's too much.
2: He didn't like Dexter because he is a serial killer and he's been
0: properly identified. <laughs> well, what I told him is like he doesn't look like a serial killer anymore because he got back in shape. <laughs> so he's like Christian Bale and American Psycho? Uh, no, he's not crazy Mm-mm. at all. What about Son of Odin?
1: Odin's son? Odin's son?
0: Odin's son. What about Ted Bundy? He was a handsome guy. No.
1: I think Dexter's fine. We'll just call him Dexter. It's I not like a Bundy. Big deal.
0: Dexter uh, is is a little bit back in the picture.
1: Not not anymore, really. Like we. Jesus
0: just... Christ! I can't keep up with this. Yeah, we'll keep
1: up. Things are moving fast. Yeah, we just kind of decided to not try again because it got a little weird. Cause
0: but you keep matching with him, though.
1: I didn't match with him. He swept. You keep
0: matching. You keep getting him on all the dating apps, no, right? No,
1: like literally, like I don't know what Bumble and Hinge are doing, but they're like, hey, remember this? Remember this guy? And he's like Can popped you, up on every Do they app. have a feature
0: where if you pay more, your ex-girlfriend will get like...
1: And he's not the only ex that has swiped right on me. Like another ex also swiped right on me. And I'm just like, yo,
2: we're Once not again, getting back
1: together. Like, I don't mistakes. know what you're doing.
2: Mistakes. This is, this is exactly the perfect segue.
1: But yeah, we're, we're, he still wants to be friends. I think. Good.
0: He's a great guy. Thor son.
1: Uh, and it's weird. He didn't like the fact that like he, I think he was ready to be in an a exclusive relationship and I kind of was still like, I want to date around and see what's out there. And You want he, multiple
2: handcuffs?
1: I would just like a rotation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'd like to explore my options. I, I've been I jumping. do think you
0: should yes. go get, I, I, I do think you should go get laid a lot.
1: Well, I mean, like I have been going from relationship to relationship for the past three years. So I think it's important for, Ew. Is it hot? Is that a hot dog? Yeah. Is it warm at least? No. That's disgusting. It's like is that is that how you hold a penis, Brandon, with your
0: Yeah, with three
2: <laughs> fingers, like a T Rex. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Bite it off. <laughs> Good lord. It's um, indecent.
1: But yeah, so I went on a date yesterday.
0: With a guy who has the same name. As Dexter. Yes. And it looked exactly like
2: him. How does penis
0: size compare? But a brunette. It's basically like, you know how Superman puts on, or Clark Kent puts on glasses? She picked up her phone. Is she going to show
2: me a dick pic? I do not need to see a dick pic. No, I'm not sending you a dick pic. Calm your shit. What are you, are you, do you just stop podcasting to answer personal text messages? Is that what you do now? No,
1: no, no, no. Okay, so anyway, so yeah, uh, went on a date. Super nice guy. He has his shit together, which was cool. He's younger than me, which is very weird because I never date younger.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And but You're eventually going to get to the age where you have to if you don't settle down.
1: <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> no,
0: she can also date divorced <laughs> men.
1: That's true. I could. I mean, I've already done that.
0: So. There you go. There's nothing wrong with dating a divorced man. But
1: we, we had dinner. Dinner was nice. We had a few drinks. We ordered a bunch of like sharing dishes
2: during covid
1: i know pretty ballsy but uh he was pretty clean he like washed his hands and stuff and then afterwards he was like i just got a new car do you want to go for a drive and i was like
0: "Ooh, isn't that against the whole like the rules
1: i was like uh
0: because this is like this was set up by a professional right
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. so i was like uh sure what kind killer. of killer i was like what kind of car it's a, do you it's just- a
0: white unmarked van with no,
1: no windows <laughs> he was like i was like what kind just of car get in the back what kind of car is it and he's like oh it's a nissan z and i was like i don't know that sounds like a
2: what is that it's a little sports car
1: yeah so it's all it's like a pearly white red interior which was like pretty nice and so we drove into
2: like the nice sounds like, like a hello kitty doll yeah it's nice it's a
1: nice car and he's like, uh, he's like, all right, well, like, let's just go for a drive in some good, like fancy roads and stuff. So we went to like the capital of Texas highway, like by West, not West, Lake, but like Lake Travis and stuff. Yeah. He like took me all around these like really nice neighborhoods, and we looked at Christmas lights. It was like really nice, and we listened to like hood rap music. It was great. It was a great. You weren't music. afraid
0: that he was gonna like, I, like if I was a woman in a guy on a first date, and he invited me into his car and it was like that, I would be worried that he would, I don't know, like. Take his dick out and expect like
1: Yeah, but I also had like Not all men those... are like
0: you, Brandon. They hey, come on.
1: Those kitty That's... those like kitty cat things, put it on your hand and it has horns on it and you like stab people with it. I have one of those in my purse for a first date. So I was Jesus
0: ready. fucking Christ. But he was a gentleman.
1: <laughs> he was a gentleman. He was very Good. nice. Good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually like kind of unsure of how the date went from his perspective. Like I thought it was a fun it was a fine date. I would like to see him again. But I'll. we both have to take a survey about the date. And if we both say that we want to see each other again, that's the only time that our personal information will get exchanged.
2: His is going to come back like three out of 10 did not perform road
0: fellatio. <laughs> Would
1: not recommend. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. If he's like wanted to show off his sports car and he's driving through, for those of you guys who don't know, Austin, where they were going is very rural. Uh, no lights like no overhead lights very if you were not trolling for roadhead if you were if if that was the goal that's where you would go but it's also very pretty so you've got that whole looking for roadhead
2: route mapped out
0: no i don't why do you think i'm like a weird sex guy i'm not he's, yeah, a, nor- just, he's a normal sex guy i am a normal
2: just a vibe <laughs> What vibe, man? No one who's innocent gets that angry.
1: That's true. Yes. That's true. That's true. What are Nobody you- wants to be known as like the weird sex guy. This is like four episodes in of us bringing this up. I think you are the weird sex guy. No,
0: because you keep bringing it up and people are going to just associate me with that. <laughs> Maybe don't look at all the weird Reddit porn channels. Did I send you guys my new subreddit I found that's um, amazing? No. Oh, what's it called? It's called like fight porn or something like that, but it's not porn. It's just like people fighting footage of real people fighting Jesus. when people aren't professional fighters, either ultimate fighting or boxers. It's just so trash.
1: Wait, is this like um like street fights?
2: Yes. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with you people?
1: You I, I used to date this guy that was really into watching people fight. It's weird.
0: And how did that relationship end? Yeah, I mean, no, I watched a bunch of these videos. All right, here, check out this link. What's he in it's it? It's safe for work. It's safe for work.
1: What is it like, are you watching to pick Dude, up some I
2: can't
0: fighting click skills? Click on Reddit, fight porn. It's not sex. It's not actually porn. It's like, um, uh, power wash porn. You know, same concept. It's not porn. It's just like, hey, if you really like people fighting, it's just a term. It's safe for work. I promise.
2: Well, you, you, these guys are like kissing it's like they get up in their face so close that it's like they're about to start making out
0: I don't know which one you're watching I think my favorite was the uh the one in dollar general (laughs) because like one lady grabbed a broom and was hitting the other lady with it and I was like oh shit like that that could be my dollar general because I know the layout (laughs) because I'm a frequent dollar general customer because of where I live we don't have many stores (laughs)
2: I always enjoy school fights.
1: I like I like seeing like the, the girl fights are really nasty, man. They get... I've never got into an actual fight. I almost did in middle school because some girl called my mom. She said something like my mom is ugly or stupid or something. And I like pulled her hoop earring and she started bleeding and I got suspended. Or I got kicked out of
2: school for a day.
0: Yeah, that sounds like the Texas Valley. Jesus, I'm just staring off into
2: this fight. Like this is terrifying. Some girl on a train started kicking some guy and he just like yanked her leg out of socket. And now he's. Yeah, it's crazy. Now he's
0: beating up an old woman. Who watches this?
2: Brandon, apparently. I do.
0: I mean, it's, it's just so weird and awkward. Like, we're such bad natural fighters. Like, we really are. Like, um, uh, Billy, did you ever watch uh, World Wrestling Federation in the 90s?
2: Uh, yeah, of course. Who didn't?
0: Do you remember Brawl for All? Uh, No, it's kind of infamous because it didn't go well, but it was a real fighting competition, but with wrestlers. (laughs) So the guy who won it was, or who won it out of the wrestlers, was a bit of a surprise because it's not fixed. You know, the guy that they actually wanted to win, Steve Williams, got knocked out. Yeah. So the guy that won, Bart Gunn, Billy Gunn's former partner, if you're familiar with fucking
2: uh, names wrestlers have.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. So. So, do you, do you know the New Age Outlaws? The, da, na, na, oh, you didn't know? You asked better, better call somebody. Yeah. So, that was like a great tag team. Billy Gunn, before he was in that, was part of a, cow, a very lame mid-90s cowboy WWF gimmick. Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn, and they came out just like cowboys. So, this guy, Bart Gunn, beats all the other wrestlers. And so, at WrestleMania, they decide he's going to fight Butterbean. Butterbean is a professional boxer. He may not look good because he's very obese, and he has like no hair. Just Google Butterbean. Eric Ash. Oh, is that his real name? Yeah, I think it is, Eric. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But the thing is, he's a professional boxer. What does that mean? That means that boxing is not just uh, two people that go in. And just hit the shit out of each other. It's, it's a technique that takes years and years of craft and learning. UF Ultimate Fighting is the same thing. It is a technique. It's, none of it is natural. So they put this natural, what you'd call like a barroom brawler. Who's done like, you know, fights with his brother and like, you know, barrooms with a professional fighter. And the results are amazing. Go to 103 or one minute in the video. So he falls down, but he gets back up. The ref says, you're good. And then Butterbean just comes in, does a little fake move, finds an opening, and in the first round, not only knocks this guy out, ends his entire career. Because when you get knocked out in boxing, you look like a baby. Like, you look, like, pathetic. But, like, any person that would challenge Butterbean to a boxing match that's not a professional boxer, the same exact thing. Man. Butterbean looks like uh remember
2: Boy Meets World that like Vader wrestler guy? Yeah. He looks a lot like Vader. <laughs> Big Ben Vader. Ooh.
0: Apparently that guy always smelled like shit. Yeah. He never washed his clothing. That's why nobody wanted to feud with him because a feud means multiple matches and he smelled so terrible. Yeah,
2: he the referee basically <laughs> just gave him a free shot to the guy's chin. So do you think he made a mistake by fighting Butterbean?
0: Yes.
2: Yes, or at
0: least trying to fight him
2: like a boxer. And do you think Vince McMahon made a mistake when he probably got sued by Bart Gunn for ending <laughs> his career by having him fight a prize fighter and take a legit punch to the
0: face? No, Bart wanted the, he wanted a contract, he wanted that money, because I think it was like a cash offer, but it did did not go in his favor. I made a mistake. So Keisha, I'm glad your date went well. Please keep us Informed, I'm
1: nervous that he's gonna rate me low. I'm like intimidated by this guy because he's so like that's... really successful and like smart and shit.
2: So why do you? Where do you think you may have made a mistake? Because this brings up an interesting uh, topic: mistakes that we've made that we don't realize we've made yet.
1: So he showed up in like gr- like a like gray
2: dress pants and like a sport gray coat. dress pants, sports coat, and you like wore a and he wore Snuggie? like a black
1: he wore like a black V neck. Like he looked very dapper. I wore like a black turtleneck and jeans because it was fucking cold, and I was like, "Shit, I should have shown more boobs. Yeah, I highlighted the boobs. I didn't highlight the boobs enough. They weren't, they weren't ready. Also, it was like the first day of my period, so it was just like not a good day. I didn't feel great. I
0: Wouldn't thought, that oh, make the boobs uh, bigger? That's, uh, that's but an I felt
1: bloat I felt bloated and gross. I didn't feel good.
2: Isn't bloat good for the boob?
1: Yeah, but the no bloat is everywhere. It's not just the boobs. Unfortunately, I wish I could channel it all in my boobs. You guys have no idea how the female body works.
0: No. I don't want to know, frankly. I think there's a (laughs) vagina involved, but I'm not positive.
1: But yeah, so I have to take a survey on him. He has to take a survey on me. What are you giving him? 10
0: out of 10? Well-dressed? You already do the survey? Cool car. Can you do the survey? Can you fill it out now?
1: I don't have the, no, I don't have the link yet. I think I'll give him like a four out of five. Is that too high? That's too high.
0: No, that's... No, to giving a three out of five, that would be, that would not be Four is, good. Yeah. four is good. four out of five is an eighty
2: on a test. If you're giving someone a test score, see it's that's an 80. that's like
1: that's like math that I don't I don't know how to. You do. worked for a <laughs> bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four, four out of five. Four out of five. And he let me be DJ in his fancy car, which is pretty nice.
2: Yeah, but
0: that was a test. So you probably failed there. I don't know.
1: He was bopping to like Justin Bieber and stuff. So,
0: Ooh. so you think the only place you failed was just appearances?
1: I just feel like I didn't show my best assets. Got it. Upfront, you
2: literally are just hung up on the fact that you didn't show cleave on the day. My date. cleave
1: is really nice. It didn't help that like I've had this like chronic bronchitis, so like I was trying not to die in public.
2: You. Are in the middle of a pandemic, you shared small plates, you went driving around in the smallest of coupe cars. It's not
1: contagious. You it's
2: not. You don't even know that it's bronchitis. It is
1: bronchitis. It is bronchitis. Shut your fucking mouth. It's bronchitis.
2: I don't have any other symptoms. Does he know you have bronchitis? Did you, or did you hide that? It
1: didn't come up, so I didn't. It's like when you buy a home.
2: Fucking patient And zero. you have to,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if somebody has died there, they're not going to tell you, you have to ask. He's not, If you he didn't ask why I'm coughing so much, I'm not going to tell
0: him.
2: You deserve a poltergeist in your future.
0: <laughs> it yes. might be this guy if you kill him, COVID.
1: If my date is listening, it was bronchitis. It's not because I have COVID. I'm sorry.
2: Okay.
0: Did you tell him about this podcast?
1: No, I didn't. I did not. I would be so butthurt <laughs> if he was like two out of five. She was all right. Yeah, she, I wish, should, wish wish. should I wish she should have showed more boobs.
0: What if he gives you a two out of five but wants to see you again? Is that negging? <laughs>
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> He's gaslighting her? Is that it? I
1: no, I mean, if, he, if I, like if he I find out that he ranked me low, then like I'm going to be like, why the fuck did you rank me low? I would see him again just to ask him the question because I'm curious. I'm all about constructive criticism.
3: So,
0: <laughs> What do you think your biggest relationship mistake was? In general? In general.
1: Coming up with explanations for shitty things that a guy does before they can actually explain it to me. Like, I, yeah, so I would say, like, in many relationships, even recent ones, if a guy does something wrong or something that bothers me, for some reason, I like to rationalize it on my end before even asking them why they did that. Yeah. And I think, like, that's, that doesn't help anyone because my expectation, I don't know, whatever it is, it never lines up and someone's disappointed and it's usually me.
2: Yeah, this is great, though. This is, I mean, this is the classic, uh, A, analysis paralysis, B, fear of failure, C, I may have made a mistake, and I don't even know that I've made a mistake, but it's taking the entirety of my mind just is focused entirely on that. And I just said entirely about six times, and I apologize for that. So I've made a mistake just now. So what
0: do you think the process is for dealing with mistakes? Regret, remorse, suicide. (laughs) I mean, denial's probably the first, right? I mean, no, like, that's, like that's
2: grief. I never deny mistakes. I actually own up to mistakes that I've never made, so I can't possibly deny the mistake.
0: You've never been defensive or denied a. This mistake is where that your you personality and my realize.
2: personality are drastically different. I say sorry for things that I a had nothing to do with and b oh, shouldn't be sorry for. You're I'm like overly a serial, apologetic. Yeah,
1: you're a serial apologist. I never apologize.
2: Brandon and you just do nothing but take irrational stands and start screaming <laughs> because of your debate training. That's,
1: That's true. not true. That's very true. I don't deny
2: that. I'm very proud of
1: our debate
0: training. Group. I think it's natural, like you know, for people to be defensive. defensive of themselves at first. The issue is what you do to get past that. You know, like, what do you do when you realize that you made a mistake? You realize you're a megalomaniac and take a step back.
1: No, I don't even get to the point where I realize that I make a mistake. I'm just like, they're wrong.
2: Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) How
1: can I prove that this person is incorrect?
2: Neither of you have any empathy
0: whatsoever. That's not true, Billy. Come on, that's not fair. How do I not have empathy? I I don't know about Keisha. I'm just saying...
1: (laughs) I've been told. I don't that, know,
0: I Billy, I'm skeptical. I think everybody at some point has problems, sometimes admitting mistakes. It may not all the time. But you know, like, I think it's a natural part of our process to think that we're mostly doing good things or the right thing. And maybe it takes a little time for you to realize that no, that was mistake and i did fuck
2: that up so that's a uh, difference between high self-esteem and low self-esteem right a high self-esteem person assumes that they're doing something correctly A low self-esteem person thinks that every decision they make is probably wrong or a mistake
1: is that tr- is that true
2: well just think about it think about it think through that right if, if you have low self-esteem if you don't trust yourself if you don't have confidence in yourself you would probably second guess you know, a lot of things that you were doing.
0: Yeah, but I think a lot of people with, or not a lot of people, I do think there are people with low self-esteem that have a defense mechanism because of that. And it becomes harder for them to admit mistakes because emotionally it becomes like a problem for them because of their self-esteem to accept it. Like it's in a way to protect themselves from devastation because they already are so devastated about the person they are. They try to lie to themselves because accepting that they fucked up would only make them worse.
2: No, that makes sense. I, I, I'm i trying to think of the name of that uh, self-help guy who talks like this and is like nine feet tall. The giant? Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins. That's, got, that's why people like Tony Robbins exist. A bunch of people with low self-esteem. And he says, oh, no, just be completely <laughs> overconfident. That'll solve all your problems.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how much money can be made by people with low self-esteem like the uh, uh, Nixium. Is a great yeah. example of oh, that. Yeah. They were like, "How do we combine the financial elements of a pyramid scheme with a self-help company?" And they devised like this big convoluted structure that just sucked people in that were already susceptible to you know wanting to find an answer uh, and just bled them dry. It's a good documentary. Check it out.
2: I don't know. I'm just looking at Keisha texting. She's not even paying attention to the podcast. I am anymore. paying attention. The thing about mistakes is that I think the there's there's ups and downs with your life, right? Like if we go back to this podcast being about you know ourselves being over the age of thirty on the wrong side of thirty, right? It's like the longer you live, the more mistakes you make. Maybe sure. that dilutes, you know, how big, you know some mistake you made when you were 15 may have seemed like a huge mistake then, but 20 years later or whatever, it doesn't necessarily seem like a big mistake anymore. And Maggie and I, during COVID, were trying to find new little hobby projects. And we decided to watch the AFI top 100 movies. And the first one, Citizen Kane Mm -hmm. and, and Citizen Kane is like all about memory and regret. And like, you know, the kind of mistakes that, that you make. And there's so many like, really, really interesting quotes about it. And um, there were a bunch of quotes in that movie that we watched last night that I was like, this is perfect for the podcast. So like, you know, one of his his best friend says something like, I can remember everything. That's my curse, young man. It's the greatest curse that's ever been afflicted to the human race, memory. Like the fact that like, in that that's this thing where it's like, you get so old that your memory is just filled with, Nothing but regrets, depending on how you you take those mistakes. And then, you know, there's another guy that says, you know, a, a fellow will remember a lot of things you wouldn't think you'd remember, right? So it's like all of these mistakes you may remember little little mistakes that you've obsessed over because you perceive those <laughs> mistakes differently than something that was much more that had much more gravitas, but. For some reason, you dealt with it in a more healthy manner or something. It just made me start to think like maybe the mistakes that I remember in kind of preparing for this podcast probably aren't even the biggest mistakes that I made. They're just the ones I remembered because I didn't necessarily process them correctly. It's like the difference between a mistake and a lesson. I just realized like I I don't remember most things in my life.
1: Yeah, that's how that's how my sister is. Well,
2: that's for a lot of different reasons. It's probably the hot dogs you've been eating. (laughs) <laughs> Dulled your brain.
1: All the nitrates. Is that what's in it? The nitrates? Nitrates? Yeah, that's
2: probably like ravens feed in a hot dog gross.
1: I also just realized when you were so- when you were talking about whatever it is you were talking about, Billy. Yeah, you were
2: fucking texting again. <laughs> she wasn't listening.
1: <laughs> there was something that you said that I thought was interesting because after a while, your memories certain memories become grudges. And like I have a I hold Go on. a lot of grudges and I realize that like I think grudges are like just memories that have really bad feelings attached to them or some sort of anger because when I do think back on the things that even now there are stuff that I have I hold grudges on with people from like elementary school like there was this girl named Denise who stole a Kit Kat from my lunchbox in the fourth grade and it fucking pissed me off I still remember that let's Let's kick kick her ass ass. like who fucking does that so like stuff like that like I should let that go I am 33 years old like Sorry, Denise, I, I don't mean to hold such like bad ill, like ill will towards you, but that's how bad my grudge holding is. And that's why I think like it's hard for me to go back to ex-boyfriends. It's hard. <laughs>
0: she threw a, a Kit Kat? No, she
1: stole the Kit Kat from my lunchbox.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she deserves to die. That's for sure. And
1: it's not even like a, the buckle lunchbox. It was like the zippy one. So you actually have to go into my cubby, pull it out, unzip it, dig through that little cold chiller thing, find my Kit Kat and then zip it back up and put it back away. She was. That was like a crime of intent. She knew what she was doing. So three
2: options. Number one, she was poor and actually hungry. Oliver Twist thing. No. Number two, she was fat and she no, was. Oh, she was super skinny. Yeah. Okay. So it leads us to number three. She's just you know needs the attention. Seeks attention by theft.
1: Yeah. That's her. Why do
0: you think you hold grudges so much?
2: She's not an unforgiving girl. This is
1: interesting because this has come up in my last two relationships.
2: Oh, wait. She is an unforgiving girl.
1: Dexter actually brought this up recently when we started talking again because we had an argument, which I was like, this is not a good sign that we're already arguing. He said that like I have a problem with just not letting things go. like Even when I think, and he and I have agreed that something is already resolved. You're definitely a six on
2: the Enneagram, by the way.
1: I'm like, but wait a second. (laughs) What about this? You know what I mean? And I don't know why. I think it's probably because I bring stuff up over and over again because I want to make sure that we fleshed out every possible scenario and solved for every problem. And then when we don't and I'm supposed to move on and I don't have a chance to talk about other feelings I have, that's when the grudge starts to grow. Like it just kind of like is in a little box and then it just starts collecting anger.
2: Did you ever think about the possibility that those things that you see as um, problems or, or risks or things that you need to solve aren't actually real and you're just obsessing with all of the negative possibilities out there that don't even deserve that much attention in your brain space?
1: That's exactly what people tell me. That's what he said. That's what the guy before that said. And I always think of it as like, I want to think through it and I want to realize what the problem could be so that when it happens, I'm prepared for it. Yeah,
2: fear failure.
1: But at the same time, it's not a, I don't know if it's a fear of failure, though. I'd never thought of myself as a fear of failure. I think it's more of like, it's like I know that everyone else isn't doing the prep work, so I'm going to do it.
2: Yeah, you're, but you're motivated by fear. Maybe. Yeah, you're totally a six on the Enneagram. I am too, by the way. So welcome to the club. Mm. You're afraid I all the I guess fear of
0: failure is why, I didn't, why we didn't start the podcast, or I didn't start our podcast like a year before it launched.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it got to a point where it was ready to, you know, to go out and I just you, just
1: you didn't want to
0: you know it was so worried about like what people would think and it ended up being like oh no one gives a fuck <laughs> no one gives sure. a shit
1: yeah yeah. it took us a while I was worried
0: about like the snide smart-ass comments and it you know it doesn't matter It, it at the end of the day it it does not matter it's
2: what's what's that movie the inside out the pixar movie where they're like looking at all the emotions and the little balls keep changing colors yeah
0: yeah the one with the inside out i don't know
2: i was thinking about that right it's like how you how your memory is implanted it's like happy versus sad versus angry or whatever they it turns a color right
0: yeah and
2: it's like some yeah some of the mistakes They turned blue because they're sad and they lead to all these negative emotions. And the other ones where you actually process them differently or, you know, someone helped you gain perspective or maybe it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be. All of a sudden, those turn a different color. And so that's why people like me are in therapy for the rest of their lives is uh, digging back into a pointless path and, and talking about things that didn't become lessons and trying to find lessons that you don't even remember accurately anymore. And it's just a big mess. So... Really, what you should do is just write off everything that happened 10 days prior and never go back and look at it again. That's the lesson that I'm learning just by talking this out right now. Well, a lot
0: of times you don't really understand the mistake you made until you really hear it from someone else's perspective and someone's point of view. I mean, Keisha, you can stop me if, if you want, but like there was something with Keisha and I where I didn't realize the gravity of the mistake I made until we had like a blow up about something else. And she brought it up and explained it to me. And then when I heard it from her perspective, it was like a a 180 and it completely changed how I felt about it. And it was so much easier not to think of it as like that big of a deal, but you end up learning so much and you end up being able to like help build better relationships with the uh, the burden of knowledge, I guess you call it.:
1: I think that's a good point of sometimes downplaying things in your head. Yeah. to kind of remove the gravity of it. And part of that might be if you downplay it, then you can't feel as much guilt or shame about it.:
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: then if I like eventually, maybe if I keep joking about it, then they, other people will be joking about it too and it's not that big of a deal anymore and then we're all just going to be fine. And I, I've seen a lot of people do that, not just like, I mean, Brandon, you did that, but like a lot of people did that too, where you they think that if they just keep drilling it in, like if I'm doing it, then maybe if everyone else will be convinced that it's not that big of a deal. But when you finally do have someone who can sit you down and tell you like, hey, this affected me like this and this is why I didn't like it. If you're not open to even hearing that though, like it doesn't make a difference. And I think the difference with you, Brandon, was that you were actually open to hearing it. And you were, like, accepting of whatever I was saying at that time, you know?
0: Yeah. And I I hope that's the lesson people are learning in the last few years with the advent of cameras. People's antics are able to get out into the world. And we call it cancel culture. That's not what it is. What it is is exposure, getting more perspectives of your behavior. Yeah. And I think it's helpful. Well. Because, like, you see a lot of people who will... When they're confronted with the gravity of what they have done or what they have said and how it made people feel, they change their tune. And you could say, well, that's their press person. Like, off the top of my head, I'm thinking about Drew Brees, who said—
2: standing for the anthem thing. Yeah,
0: it's disrespectful to the flag for you to do that. And then a lot of people came out and said, hey, when people are kneeling, they're not thinking about how much they hate the flag. That is your thing that you are projecting, right? What they are doing is saying, "Why isn't this country that I'm a part of, that I contribute to, standing up for me the way I have stood up for it?" And so you could, and he came out and apologized and says now he understands it. JJ Watt has also changed his tune, and you could say that's their PR people and shit, and maybe it is. I I want to think it's not. I want to think that when you can see the gravity of what you are doing and how other people view it, you have a better perspective. You're not clouded by, you know, the one person, like the one eye that you judge Mm -hmm. everything under. So uh, I'm hoping that these people that do come out and do learn, I hope, I'm hoping it's authentic because, you know, um, I, I do think it's helpful to listen and understand how, what you do and what you say affects other people.
2: I would haphazard a guess that so many things that we classify as a mistake were really just reactions to impulse. Mm. And most of the time we're not paying for some malicious thought out decision. Most of the time, the mistakes that we make are due to an impulse, maybe a slightly subconscious impulse where we say something and it's not well thought out. It's not intended. It's not malicious. It's just something that happens. And for some people, Mm. you know, they get the Drew Brees experience where they actually are enlightened. And for some people, their career is ruined just because of the megaphone that they speak with. And I'm not talking about the people who are like sexual abusers or anything like that. I'm talking about the people who, you know, may have said something that was offensive to some people and they didn't even really realize that it was offensive to some people and they don't get the chance to take that back and apologize. Their job's gone forever. So I understand why some people are exhausted by cancel culture. Mm -hmm. If everybody had a chance to gain perspective and be forgiven, that would be amazing. And I think you're spot on that that is what we should strive for. I
0: guarantee you there are a lot of people that learn from those lessons that aren't involved in it. Yeah. And I can guarantee you there are a lot of, Oh sure. You know, stuffy, stuffy white women that when they see themselves from the third person, they see those videos of these other white women calling police on black kids because they're selling lemonade yeah. in San Francisco or because they're in the park uh, with their dog. I think It forces them probably more so because it's not them in the video to think about their actions and maybe their past actions and how it affects others. Sure. So I do think maybe maybe it doesn't help that one person, but I do think it has a positive impact on others. And then the people who see it, who still don't see a problem with it, you know, at least you know the people to avoid. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the people not to hang out with. I don't know. Like we we are so out of our depths as creatures with the subconscious. Like we are the whole point of 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 a brain is to help you with food <laughs> to find food. But we've gotten so good at that. Mm. And our brain has like advanced so much that now we have all of this extra time and mental capacity. Yeah. And so there's no there's no textbook for how to do this. Like we're the first species on this planet that has achieved this kind of capacity. And we're still learning. Like, I think one of the hardest things like for people like me, when looking at historical figures is I think George Washington is great. I think Thomas Jefferson is great. Um, Even you can go up to uh, Woodrow Wilson, who I think is great. All have very problematic views on race. Many of them, own slaves. So it's like how do you rectify that? How do you look up to those Man, people? Man, if Woodrow Wilson owned slaves, that would be a story. No, no, no. no. Well, he didn't own slaves, but he, he was uh, very regressive when it came to racial issues, which is weird because he was he's basically the father of the modern democracy. Without Woodrow Wilson, we don't have democracy as we do in so many countries across the world. That's a whole other That's a whole other podcast. My point being is that in 300 years I hope that somebody can look at me and say, that his advocacy was in the right place, but X, Y, Z. Like, I'm hoping that we are constantly evolving to the point that people in the future can look at us today, even those that feel like we're trying to do good and see how wrong we are. Because as a species, we're still socially evolving. We're still trying to better ourselves because there is no guide, there is no book. The Bible is, it was good for the times it got us to a point it ain't helping anymore we're past the point of the bible being useful as a guide for humanity
1: i think we were past that a long time i'm sure it was helpful for a while yeah
0: I mean, it was a way to keep people in line. I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think it's super helpful. Do you
1: guys—so I have a problem with— That's
0: a whole other podcast, too, by the way.
1: But do you think that there's a time limit for when you expect somebody to apologize for what they did? Like, at what point are you like, okay, you've had time to think about it.
2: Yeah, once it's been pointed out. Well, I
1: don't know, but that's what I mean. Like, some people apologize right away. Some people take a week. Sometimes it's a year. Sometimes it's forever. Like, There are people that have made mistakes 20 years ago and are only finally realizing that now it's a mistake. And they're like, I was told that I made a mistake.
0: I think if it's earnest, if you feel like it's coming from an honest place, then no matter how long it takes, like that's that's the thing to listen to and to acknowledge. Like if we are not willing to forgive people when they are clear and honest about the mistakes that are made, then we are going to live in a culture where no one admits mistakes. And I think that's far worse. And that's where I'm, I'm scared we are. You know, and that's why, like, I feel like I could never run for public office.
2: Yeah, that's politics at this point. Admit that's the yeah. Um, all right, let's take a little bit of a
0: break. Um, with some uh weird news. Um, News, 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 news. Weird,
1: weird, weird. So I was
0: skeptical when I saw this headline, but when I clicked on the article and I watched the video, holy fuck! So a lot of cities right now are obviously hurting with. COVID and tourism, so a lot of funding for cities comes from sales tax. So when visitors come in from out of town, that is money from that resides in foreign bank accounts or domestic other cities, uh, bank accounts into the city, into the city coffers. So it's all about like, what can we do to increase tourism once COVID is over? And Japan has been. Built a giant robot, and it is everything you could want. I thought it was just going to be a big figurine. You're like, oh, look at the big robot, but it moves. (laughs) The robot moves, which is amazing. To fight the kaiju. That's what I was wondering. I just feel like you know they watched Crimson, um, uh, Pacific Rim, and they were like, this is like the best movie ever. I hate you guys. And they were like,
1: I love that movie.
0: Why? Why do you like? You don't like giant robots?
2: Pacific Rim is stupid, and also, what? What? also, you're talking about like gun. What the there have been fuck? Gundam characters since like the 1950s? How is you're the first thing you're referencing that. from like 2010? Because
0: it was a great movie. It reminded me of like all my Power Ranger. That, you know all the great Power Ranger that, stuff that, 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 that I, I sick guitar grew up watching. riff
2: for the
1: theme song. And
0: that movie had the best motivation speech
1: by idris alba
0: yes ever i thought it was going to be like you know very traditional like you know you have to stand up for humanity it was like no 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 his speech the only thing he said is the it's the end of the world do you want to die here on this wall or in a Jäger?" <laughs> smash cut that was it there was no Long dramatic speech. I thought it'd be like the Independence no. Day thing. Mm. It was so beautiful. That is the perfect movie. Billy, how did you not like Pacific Rim? It's so
2: good. Because it boiled down to a dick contest of robots fighting monsters, which is a Plus waste the guy of was time.
3: Hot. The guy was hot too.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot. You don't like You know what? That changes my perspective. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I should like it because the guy was you hot. You don't like Kaiju movies? Mm. What? You didn't
0: like Godzilla? Any of that? Like nothing? You didn't like Power Rangers? I love
2: Godzilla. King of Monsters? So good. I don't know. I I watched a bunch of anime growing up. I don't need the live action bullshit. God.
0: Oh, you're crazy. And they had that, that Japanese actress from Babel who's like so good. I forget her name. Two thumbs down. What about like the whole idea of like the invasion from below? We
1: were looking in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, we were looking in the wrong direction. That being said, uh, Pacific Rim 2- so good. Is very not bad.
1: Good. I couldn't get through it.
0: Horrible. Oh, no, really? It w-
2: it's- Was the 45 minutes of robots fighting monsters not the same? I feel like the people who like Pacific Rim like Armageddon.
1: No, that's a different
0: That group. is not fair. And that is disrespectful to the writer and director of Pacific Rim. Have you no shame, sir? I think
1: people that like Pacific Rim also like the Doom movie. And people is me. I like both. Okay, so we've established
0: <laughs> no, you have no, bad taste. No, 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 <laughs> Pacific Rim is not on the same level as Doom. Pacific Rim is considerably better. Okay, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro is an extremely talented director. But he didn't write it. Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote the screenplay.
2: Oh man, must be a language barrier then. Fuck off. All right.
0: Um, second story in the weird news segment. Uh, what the fuck is up with all the monologues?
2: Oh, it's so great. It's so great.
0: It's just troll. It's a troll job, right?
2: There's more
1: than one? They mo-
2: the one from Utah disappeared, and now there's the one in Romania.
1: Shut up. Yeah,
0: it's just a troll job. It's not extraterrestrials.
1: It's aliens.
2: What does QAnon have to say?
1: <laughs> it's totally alien. I don't know. Let
0: me let me consult my beef with the fucking uh, Dilbert dude. <laughs> he quote tweeted fucking reply I had to one of his dumbass tweets that someone posted in a message board I'm on. And then all of his, like, you know, fucking mouth breathers came after me. Know.
2: Yeah, we should send our army of mouth breathers against his army of mouth breathers. I think we might lose, though. We
0: do not have an army of mouth breathers. We have a handful of mouth breathers. We have a small cult.
2: Nice. Well, I would die with you in a mech warrior suit any day, small cult. And we'll be breathing through our mouths all the way to Valhalla. Speaking
0: of our small cult, uh, Keisha, why don't you tell us our questions from... Questions from the cult. First question.
1: From Brandon, BLM, hold on, uh, Cipher55. What was the best lesson? Oh, I like that guy. Yeah. What was the best lesson you've learned from a horrible mistake, and how did you move, move on from making it?
0: I would say uh, honesty. What was, the, what was the worst mistake, though? That's what I'm curious Oh, about. I broke a hard drive. Ooh. Was it an important hard drive? <laughs> it was an important hard drive, <laughs> and I was like. Fuck, this is data that I need, Uh, and I broke it. And uh, first I was like, "Uh, just say you don't know what happened. And then I was like, fuck, just be honest about it. You
1: didn't try the, did I do that?
0: (laughs) No, but it's just like, it was making that clicking noise, and I was like, fuck. So I was honest about it and we had to send it to one of those like fucking services, but they recovered the data and I learned, you know, just just be honest. Mm -hmm. People make mistakes.
1: I mean, the worst mistake I ever made, I would say, was staying in a relationship for too long. And I think that to me, like what lesson that taught me was actually plays into my top five Um, is usually the things that you see in the beginning, like things that you don't feel great about or like, oh, that's kind of weird are usually important things. And so from then on, I've, I've gotten really good at kind of trusting what my initial instincts are about people and like anything I'm doing. And usually too, even if it's like walking down a road or like around a building or something where I'm like, eh, this feels weird. And then don't do it. Usually it saves me from like being mugged or being shot, potentially attacked. So yeah.
0: And now you break up with guys with the first orgasm, right? <laughs>
1: Before that, halfway through, I'm like, I don't even like you. <laughs> Who are you? Get out.
0: get out of my house or get out of my...
1: (laughs) Just get out altogether. How about you, Billy? When I
2: was station manager at UT after Brandon, met with a bunch of recruiting people from ESPN, and they asked me, obviously very interested in what my future plans were because our station was kind of a feeder to ESPN at the time, and this was right when the Longhorn Network was starting and all that stuff. They said, hey, what are your plans after college? And I said, oh, I want to be a screenwriter and move out to LA. And They said, "Would you be interested in learning more about ESPN?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and then, and then that summer, I was unemployed and read all the Twilight books in about four days and about twenty-two other young adult fiction <laughs> novels. <clears throat> and didn't all those guys quit though? Because it was like fucking shitty. Still, place to work. it was a very, very obvious lesson that you can't close doors on opportunities. You gotta, you know. Invest a little skin and be willing to change. In the fact that you're the road you think you're on may have forks along the way, and it's best to get directions before you get to those forks.
0: I uh I tried to bring in Miles for a internship at my old company, and he was like, "Oh, I don't know, we'll see. I'm trying to get an internship." Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon? It was one of those two. I remember that. And Nickelodeon. And I was like, "Fuck you, dude."
2: Oh, it's so good.
0: Question number two. Uh,
1: Question number two is from Alchemist Maddie who binged Eight episodes of Wrong Side in a Day, which Amazing. I'm very honored. Can we
2: find out why? Can she just send back the feedback? Like, what are we doing so well? She that said, you felt- I am
1: not ashamed. This podcast is really good. Clearly. Smiley face with a sweat.
2: Can she spread that news to other people?
1: So her question is, what was your first home buying experience?
2: Ooh, like? that is such a good over thirty question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a real mind fuck because my Entire family on my in law's side is in real estate. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) I don't have any decisions when it comes to buying real estate. I'm just the bank because I have a really boring job that pays pretty well. (laughs) But uh, yeah, essentially, my wife and her father scour the market for really, really good buys and they got a house in wisconsin when we lived in madison which is one of my top mistakes moving to wisconsin Ooh, let's
0: hear about that later we got
2: a house for like 260k and put in like 30k of work and now it's probably gonna sell for four hundred thousand dollars and we've had a renter in it and the house that we're in in austin now my wife found and got in for like 260 250 and now there's a house around the corner that's a teardown rebuild for $1.3 million. We've bought houses that are like 900 square feet and projects like they are not move in ready. You, if you have an opportunity in real estate, it's not really about getting your first giant comfortable house when you're 25 or 30. It's about making really smart financial decisions so that you can afford, you know, the, the really nice house and live in it when you are ready to. So if if I could give you any advice, it would be marry a, a realtor or a, someone <laughs> in that industry or in the building industry. No,
0: no, no. Mary Maggie. True. She's Mary Billy's so awesome. Wife.
2: And I'm really pissing her off right now because of COVID and she's stuck with me. So she may be back on the market by her own volition soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My first home buying experience was right after college uh, in Rhode Island. I actually didn't want to buy a house. I was like, I want to get an apartment just like all my other friends. And Grace, being as wise and sage as she is, she was like, why are you going to pay for rent when you can afford to buy a house? And so I looked at like 30 different houses in Rhode Island by myself. I went through 10 different real estate agents because the first nine were men and they were showing me shit houses. Should have
2: talked to Maggie. And I
1: know. And then like the last mm-hmm. one was a woman and she ended up being the best one because she kind of understood that I was like 21 years old trying to find my first house and I could not be living in the bad side of town. Like I need to be living somewhere pretty safe. I did everything. We got approved, all this stuff. The funniest thing was like when I went to close on the house, I wore a suit because I thought that's what you're supposed to
2: do. So you went to the title company? and
1: So in like a full-on pantsuit, I look so professional. And they're in like jeans
2: and a North face.
1: And my mom was like, ask them to take a picture of you signing something.
2: This does line up with your Halloween story of wearing like a white wedding dress to Halloween. Not totally. understanding dress up. Totally. Room. He's just still learning American culture.
0: She wanted to wear a red uh, wedding dress on her wedding and then her mother's like, That's what whores wear. (laughs) I can't.
1: Overall, the buying process has been, I mean, and I moved here to Austin, bought a second house, sold the one in Rhode Island. I think the best thing is like when you are buying a house, just make sure that you've thought through what are the key things. It's like dating, right? You think about the the non-negotiables and then everything else you can kind of figure out. So for me, it was like has to have a nice kitchen, has to have an open kind of floor plan, has to have a big bedroom. And then the other things I could figure out like the house I bought had like avocado green walls, which was horrible. But that stuff is easy to fix. That's like, you know, the guy you're dating might have a really nasty beard. That's fine. But if he's a good person. You can eventually convince him to shave the nasty beard.
2: See, Keisha's Keisha's <laughs> advice is different than my advice. Keisha's advice is buy a flip, and my advice is buy something you can flip. It's true. Yeah, That's true. Alchemist Maddie just private message my wife; she'll get it all figured out for you, That's even true. if you're not an Oscar. Yeah, Maggie
0: rocks.
1: Okay, Million Knives 07. What are the biggest relationship mistakes you have made in the
2: past? You know, like if any, if, you know, if it involves Plan B, does that count? <laughs> How many babies I, have you I, I aborted? I guess if you Billy? don't
0: use Plan B, that's the mistake. Yeah, because Plan B is like, you know, at that point, it's not even cells, right? It's a blastula, a- I believe, is the term we're looking for. You're,
1: you're telling me that y'all have not had a relationship. You guys have had I don't.
2: We don't all have, like, insanely horrifying relationship experiences, Keish.
0: <laughs> so this girl and I, um, we saw each other for a little bit in college, but just... It just wasn't working out. So we ended it. And then she was like, Hey, do you want to come to my place to watch a movie? And she was and I was like, Nah, I don't think that's a good idea. And she was like, Come on, like I thought we were gonna be friends. Oh, don't be don't. weird about this. And I was like, Yeah, I guess she's right. You know, why can't we just be friends? So um <laughs> So I went to her place. And then we were watching the movie and, uh, she started, uh, <laughs> her hands started going places. I was like, no, I really don't think this is a good idea, but she kept doing <laughs> stuff and eventually got to a point where I was just like too turned on to keep saying no. Uh, so then, you know, we, uh, were involved and I, I regretted going to her house. Cause like, of course. Right. That's you never knew
1: point. that was going to happen. Why did you go?
0: I well, I mean, she guilted me to going like I was being uncool that or not living up to my thing about us being friends, you know, um, and then, you know, you can only fight a blowjob <laughs> for so long before, you know, you let it happen because mm. it's like you block all this stuff out. So you, it's, it's a little bit of work to try to, like, dig things oh, yeah, up. Yeah,
1: because y'all are married. And yeah. Sure. All of this is very fresh in my brain. No,
0: I've got one that's
2: older that's kind of funny, but also kind of fucked up. I I once pretended to be more religious than I was. (laughs) Oh my God. And that was due, my ability to do that was having been raised incredibly religious. I happen to have a lot of needed knowledge to be able to fake that. And once I realized things weren't going in a direction that, Things needed to go. I decided to end the relationship, (laughs) and that was the most scumbag moment of my entire life.
0: You got to be honest with the religious stuff because if it's going to be a problem, it'll be a problem. I think I
2: I broke her religious brain. Like she had, like she had not been with the church, and then tried to rededicate her life to the church, and even started working at like a
0: Catholic nonprofit. Oh
1: my god, Billy! Why? And then,
0: like I don't know, like
2: six months after we dated, she was a bartender somewhere.
0: I once dated a girl who told me that she could never marry me because uh because she was going to heaven and it wouldn't be fair for her to marry somebody that wouldn't be with her for all eternity. <laughs> She's right. She actually I, I know this person and she is correct on this topic. And so there was like a pause and be like, Wait, so what what are you what are you saying
2: here? There's a great car seat headrest song you should listen to. That's that exact
0: topic.
1: Oh, my God. No, it,
0: was, it was tough. There's another girl <laughs> I dated in college. She's really immature, but the way I ended the relationship was also immature. I wasn't at the point yet where I felt like I could just legitimately break up with someone, man to man or man to woman. Uh, so I just kept picking fights until she broke up with me. And then uh, she was, we we're in front of the Sand Jack dorm, and she was like, I just don't think, It'll work. And I was like, cool. I agree. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Um, like I would pick fights about stupid stuff about like Harry Potter. We got like big fights about Harry Potter. She's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I'd keep it going. And now I realized that was a really immature thing to do. So are
1: you saying the fact that I keep fights going is that means that I'm immature. <gasps> Maybe I secretly wanted to break up with these people and I just didn't have the guts. Yeah, to do it. I think it's
0: you secretly wanted to just make it easier to break up. Because, like, breaking up with somebody when they still really want to be with you is like the most crushing thing you can do.
2: Oh, maybe you're right. Shit. I just really am stuck on the heaven thing. I really need you to listen to <laughs> Cosmic Hero by Car Seat Headrest, where the course of the song is: I will go to heaven, you won't go to heaven. I
0: will go to heaven, I won't yeah. see you there. That was a tough uh. one. That that was. <laughs> That was a tough thing to hear with someone that you're, t- you're with for, for uh, that long. It's
1: nice hearing you guys talk about relationships for once, not just
0: my shitty experiences. We talk, I talk about m- me and Paula all the no, time. No,
1: not happy relationships, bad relationships.
0: I want to say bad, you know, just because a relationship ends doesn't make it bad. You had the time you had with that person. I don't regret any relationship that I've That's been true. in. true. Although I do think a lot of people regret being in relationships with me. Oh, I'll tell you a big relationship regret I had. I was with someone for a little bit of time and I thought it was all physical, but like it's never only physical. You can't just be with someone physical and not think it's not going anywhere. Mm. So then like I was like, oh, I'm going to move on to this. And I ended up hurting that person, which made me feel really bad. And then I realized afterward when she started dating somebody else that, oh, it wasn't physical for me either. I actually like did feel strongly about her. And then, like, had to watch her, like, you know, date these dudes, and then it's like, ah, motherfucker. So, uh, spoiler alert: it's never just physical. Spoiler alert: God
2: isn't real. Nothing I did mattered.
0: (laughs) That's gonna be the topic of a show. Is just gonna be God's not real. Get over it. (laughs) Let's. No, I'll
2: fight you on that. God is real. He just doesn't care.
0: (laughs) God is not real. You really think God's real?
2: I don't think. A lot of other people's God is real.
0: Why would you think your God is real and other people's fake conceptions? No, he's
2: not my God. The God that's real is a God of pain and anguish and suffering.
0: What is God then? That's we'll save a whole it. Let's podcast. tease a
2: different podcast.
1: Uh, I think those are, those are all the questions we All got. we
0: are, all the universe is, is an exchange of heat. And we are just the leeches taking advantage yeah, of that. Brandon, that where did the, the heat is. come from, Brandon? The, the heat <laughs> had to have started somewhere, man. All right, Keisha, come on. Like w- Billy and I have been sharing relationship
2: mistakes. Time for you well, too, as well. Uh, I can do Keisha's mistake. Keisha dated several serial killers, <laughs> and actually, there's so many lists. Did you ever see that movie Billy Madison, where where uh, the rat faced guy, Steve Buscemi, is? is writing names and putting lipstick on himself.
0: Oh, I watched that Yeah, clip that's today. that's
2: representative of about half Keisha's dating pool. It's true.
0: It's true. Except for Thor son. Oh He's great. God.
1: Stop trying to impress him. He doesn't care. I'm not
0: trying to impress him. He's I trying just trying to get his name I want to make him removed sad. from the kill list. God. No! No. God, do you guys think I'm on kill list? Someone's kill list? Probably. I guarantee. I think about are. that. There
1: was a guy I dated Actually, I feel bad. He was the only guy I actually ever hit on. I saw him at the mall. You went
2: and bought a popsicle.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It was at this knife
2: store. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> so it was, you a, it are was the like
2: the weirdest person I've ever met in my entire life. You make weapons, you meet men at knife stores that you hit on, you date serial killers, you uh, own a skull sales website.
1: <laughs> so it was at the mall. I saw him from the corner of my eye and I'm like, that guy's fucking hot. So I, wa- <coughs> I walk into the knife store. And
2: I really like that sigh he's carrying, too. Oh my God.
1: He's, he was so attractive. Like, I was like, <coughs> I was in college. I was like, oh, I'm looking for a knife. He's like, oh, I really like this one. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I'm looking for this specific knife. Like, when is it going to be back in stock? It doesn't seem like you guys have it. What
2: is the specific knife I need to know? Yeah. What, what like specific a, knife did a you need? It was like a seven
1: inch global chef's knife and he was like yeah i actually i actually don't work here um i'm here cuz my friend owns the knife store and i'm just a i'm actually a chef i'm just here to like cover for him and i was like oh, okay cool his name was jeremy oh so hot he was like did he have a lot well, of you,
2: forearm tattoos i feel like a oh lot of shit oh my god he did tattoos. oh he had
1: like tattoos he had the beard he had like this checker Oh, so he was like yeah um if you want i can give you the phone number of this pl- the store and then you can call and see when the knife is like in stock. And then I was like, all smooth. I was like, or I could just give you my phone number and then you can ask me out on a date. That's and not he was, like,
2: smooth, Ooh. that's just
1: brazen. And he's like, <coughs> I love that idea. I'll, yes, what's your phone number? And then two days later, he made dinner for me. And it was like, oh, it was like three months of pure awesome like food it was like we did everything and he had to move to new hampshire because he opened a new restaurant and we tried he wanted to do long distance and i said no i regretted that but then after that is when i met my ex-fiance and so after i thought about him a lot and then i was like oh that just wasn't meant to be and then when my um engagement ended guess who randomly texted me Ooh. So six years later, knife guy. Yeah, he was like, Hey, Keisha, uh, I, I are you like I, I wanna make sure like I'm not gonna ruin anything, but like, are you married? And I was like, No, interestingly enough, I just got out of a long term relationship. And then we had like a two month fling before I moved to Austin. So
2: when is he moving here? <laughs> That's like
1: a I wonder what that could have been kind of relationship. But it just the timing was never right.
2: You should text him it's twenty
0: twenty, anything could happen. Yeah, it sounds like a Hallmark I movie.
2: Him. There's way too much sex in that to be a Hallmark movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Uh is that all our uh audience
2: Those questions? All the questions? We need question. we need a bigger audience. So I I have a couple of of things I just want to validate with you guys. Um mm-hmm. I have put together a list things that are maybe prime indicators that you are either a about to make a mistake. Or B, things that have said you've made mistakes for far too long and should reconsider your life. And I'd like to uh, get your feedback on this list of things I've I've put forth.
1: Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: Go
2: ahead. So, uh, for instance, one thing that might indicate that you are going to make a mistake very soon is when someone asks. Can I have a volunteer? <laughs> Volunteering is always a horrible idea. If, if someone asks for a volunteer, A, they probably don't have something planned. B, you're probably going to have to do something that you would never do in a million years by your own volition. You're basically accepting a dare, like in the truth or dare world. You're basically accepting a dare without <laughs> any way to stop <laughs> what's about to happen to you.
0: I proactively <laughs> tell people I won't help them move when they say they're moving yeah
2: oh that's a great idea i
0: proactively no. say oh man that's awesome i'm glad you found a good place i'm not helping you move
1: i'm busy that <laughs> so day. It,
0: it's yeah it's way better than like waiting f- you know for them to ask you and then idea. trying to make an excuse it. yeah it's like hey i love you i'm not helping you move <laughs> so next it's it's a little bit of a two-parter but if someone
2: says okay. the the question is Would you like another?
1: Yes. Always say yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. If someone asks, Would you like another? And it's in the context of drinking, the answer is almost always they probably question whether or not you should have another. And if they perceive that, you should definitely know that you shouldn't have another. And then the B side to that question is being asked, are you okay to drive? That's that's true.
1: They should not ask you that. If, if anybody
2: ever guy, asks uh-huh. you that, you are making a huge mistake because they obviously yeah. know you aren't okay to drive, and they're trying to give you an out or offer you help, but you're so self-assured because when they asked, do you want another, you said yes, and therefore you think you're okay to drive.
0: Did I tell you how I almost accidentally killed myself because I was too polite to- tell people to turn down free drinks. <laughs> we were in Melbourne, Australia and it was at a uh, fan event at the last company that I worked at and um um you know everybody there everybody there was so nice and they kept buying me drinks so I was just drinking white russian after oh, white shit. russian like there's a photo of me from that night drinking two white russians at once. It was like two big dicks. I was just like taking in What were know, their names? Hands. Vlad <laughs> And then there was stuff like um an Australian flag shot. I don't oh, even know what that that is. There was like Absinthe, which is disgusting. Like the idea of Absinthe is cool. The practical drink of it is terrible.
2: No, that's not true. It's good in other stuff. By itself, it's not good. Like a Sazerac is a great drink. Ooh, those are I've good. I've never
0: had. I've only had it by itself. Um uh, my buddy who I was there on the trip with asked like invited me out to like a another party and then like i wish i could i'll try to find the the message i sent back to him but it was just like uh can't try and find hotel tomorrow see it kind of was like you ever (laughs) you guys if you watch uh it's always sunny in philadelphia whenever charlie writes anything down it's like charlie writing basically illiterate yeah and then like i spent the whole not only the night throwing up but i spent the next two days throwing up and I didn't eat anything for those two days. I drank water and threw up. <laughs> and like it, it got to a point where I was like, I don't know what it is you in my alcohol body. Alcohol poisoning? Yes, it was absolutely alcohol poisoning. I and I because like I didn't want to tell people no they were being so polite Ooh, and, and you rough. know were buying me these drinks. And I think that's exactly how that jackass guy yeah. died. Was it Ryan Dunn that died? Ooh, maybe. He's definitely dead. Yeah, he got too drunk at a fan event someplace where there were fans of his and he just kept, they kept buying him drinks. You just got to be like, nope and run away.
2: So yes, that is an indicator that you're probably about to make a mistake. Um, Another situation. Anytime that you a need a co-signer for something (laughs) or B, if someone says, Hey, can I borrow some money, but I'll pay you back X.
0: Fill in the blank. Don't do it. Don't get, basically, do not get money involved with friendships.
2: Yeah. Don't ever even allow that opening in your life. Never get to a point where someone's comfortable enough to ask to borrow money.
0: Yeah. That person is no longer your friend. Make new friends. Lie about what you do. Lie about the money you have.
1: Yeah, money makes things weird. I don't think I've ever lent anyone money.
0: Paula, one of Paula's friends, like her husband... We had like a friend's outdoor friends giving and he was telling us how he's like, gosh, like the last 200 or 100 of a uh, NFL Survivor League that started with like 200,000 people. What? Um, and they all put in some amount of money. So if he wins, like he would win a crazy shit ton. And I was like, whatever you do, do not tell us that you won. Do not tell anybody. You keep that a secret. Use that money. Keep that money for you. <laughs> And he's like, no, I'm going to give you guys no. something. I'm like, no, don't. Just don't yeah. tell us. Keep it. Keep it secret.
1: If I won like $10, $50 million, I'd give you guys something.
2: Uh, you could start a podcasting company and employ Brandon. Oh, that's oh, God,
1: true.
3: God, that would, oh, God.
0: That would, I would that buy. Oh, God. I would buy mm, GP. That would hurt. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, boss. <sighs> Next on the list. Uh,
2: anything having to do with uh, data privacy, for instance, The moment that you turn on incognito mode, you're probably about to make a mistake. Or anytime you say accept cookies or (laughs) subscribe, you're probably making a very, very large mistake. Especially if you don't have like a like a VPN, you know, VPN or something to keep you guys. Anonymous. Do you Do you guys
1: watch porn on <laughs> your regular browser, or do you go into incognito mode?
2: Uh, I watch it in regular mode with the camera on. <laughs> 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 do you want to see? Your just staff? just alternating hands with a with a middle finger up, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel I feel like I have to. Only, I only watch it in incognito mode because no, it makes good. you
0: feel safe. It That's
2: makes why me it's
1: feel a mistake. safe, and I don't want people to accidentally find my
2: browser history.
0: They call that a false sense of security. If you're in incognito mode, does your your service provider know what you're watching? Your router knows what you're watching, but no one has access to my router. Do they? Do they?
2: Not.
0: But does 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 Spectrum know what porn I'm watching? Yes. <sighs> Even in incognito mode. Damn it. Yes. <sighs> What are we gonna do when all the politicians? There's a folder of everybody and what kind of porn they watch. I'll tell you one thing: the one politician I won't trust is one that doesn't watch porn. That's true. That's weird. That's true. <laughs> Maybe they're so old they don't know how. Maybe they're still like,
2: no, but like I'm saying, like when
0: millennials are the bulk of the politicians, which will probably be in thirty years. Because the boomers won't die. Nothing's going to get done. What are you talking about? It's going to be way more efficient. I'm team Gen X. Oh, Gen X. They they had their chance. (laughs) They opted to just have a music festival instead.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm on their side. Last but not least for the things that are indicators that you are about to make a mistake. Anything that involves signing a health or accident or death waiver. Yeah. Never enter any scenario where they're like, okay... You need to put your John Hancock here and say that you can't sue us, or that your family members can't sue us, and also sign off on all of the risk you're taking. Is this why
1: you guys don't go to the gym? Yeah, because you have
0: to sign a waiver. No, it's why I'm not gonna go fucking uh, skydiving, ziplining in Costa Rica.
1: You won't wait. You won't go ziplining. is zip no. perfectly
0: safe. No, it ain't perfectly safe. Yeah, I actually did hurt myself on a
2: zipline in Costa Rica. I got whiplash. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was reading a story about, like, a lady got stuck and got hit by the lady coming behind her, and she got, like, all crazy kind of damage. Wasn't
1: there a story about a girl who, like, caught her leg on something, and she got, like, a, a, like a, a parasite, like, a flesh? A second vagina No, opening? like a flesh-eating bacteria that, like, ate her leg off or Ooh, something.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, but you can get that from just going into a Bar- river. Or, like, Barton Springs. Um,
3: I, no,
1: I did
2: the longest Superman where you're, you know, face down, head first zipline in Costa Rica for my buddy Mikey's wedding. And the entire time, like the first 10, I mean, it's like a almost a mile long. It's incredibly long zipline. First 10 seconds, huge rush of adrenaline. And then about the next 40 seconds that you're on this fucking zipline, I'm just sitting there looking at my shadow <laughs> along the tree line thinking... If I get detached no. here, I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna oh. land there, and then my organs will be spilled into that tree. That was, that was basically the entirety of the zipline. Uh, it ended up being fine, but on the very last thing, um, I came in too fast and didn't hit the brakes <laughs> in time and whipped my neck over to the right, and I had to wear like a, a pad on my neck. For about two weeks after that vacation,
0: <laughs> they were like, "Did you get in a car accident?" It's like, "No, I was in, on a zipline.
2: I <laughs> didn't hit the God. brakes."
0: Yeah, never do something where you can't easily sue somebody if they fucking destroy your body. <laughs> yeah, so never sign a waiver. Is
2: basically sign the sign a line. Yeah. So next, things that have indicated you've made far too many mistakes and need to reevaluate your life choices that took you to that moment. For instance, number one, living with your parents after you've moved out. If you ever get to a point where you've had to move back in with your parents, there have been mistakes along the way, and you need to rethink your life decisions and think, there's a lesson that that I missed.
0: Unless there's a global... A lot of people had to move back into their parents' house because of a global economic pandemic. Hey... I moved back in with my parents. I
2: can point the finger at me back I'm in just 2010. Saying, if
0: you had to move in with your parents this year, it wasn't because you made a mistake. It was like, unless you voted mm. for Trump, and then it was your fucking fault. You definitely made a mistake. There are plenty of avenues that have led
2: to people not having to live with their parents that you could have taken. Well, what if you
0: work in like
2: uh, the event industry? Yeah. Don't go into the event industry. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> industry. Not stable. Oh,
3: my
1: God.
2: Next, come on, that's indicators that you've made too many mistakes and need to reevaluate your life choices living with copious debt yeah, or I mean. working for a nonprofit. Eh.
0: Oh, come I almost worked for a nonprofit
2: for a
3: while.
1: If tough.
2: you've had to live with working for a nonprofit, it's probably because you have copious amounts of debt from <laughs> college and need to get debt forgiveness. The mistake you made was taking on way too many student loans and going into the
0: arts. (laughs) Billy, some people want to do good in life. You worked at an oil company. You actively destroy... Wait, do you still work at that oil company? I haven't worked there since 2013,
2: and I openly admit that that was a mistake. Think of
0: how many SEALs had to die because Billy-
1: Wanted
2: oil. Needed to work
1: at this
0: <laughs> oil company. Yeah, I was really,
2: really living off the fat of the land, making $45,000 a year and driving don't a Ford to brag
3: Focus. About it. <laughs>
0: Were you driving the Exxon Valdez, Billy? <laughs> was that you that spilt all of that oil <laughs> on those Alaskan SEALs? Next-
2: Any situation where an unplanned baby is involved, any step along the way, (laughs) obviously mistakes were made. Do you know how easy it is to not get to the point of unplanned baby?
0: Nowadays it is.
2: incredibly easy. Nowadays, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not, we're talking about today. Billy, if we didn't have unplanned pregnancies, we wouldn't have Keisha in this podcast. She was unplanned.
1: That's true, I think. That's why they waited five (laughs) years to have my sister.
0: (laughs) Next, if you're in a situation where there are reoccurring doctor
2: appointments, if there's a point where you just have to keep going to the doctor over and over (laughs) and over over again, and I don't care if it's a psychologist, I don't care if it's a guy who's pumping tea into the left side of your buttocks, I don't care if you are going for chemotherapy. Maybe it's because you smoke too many cigarettes and that was a mistake that you should have thought about. What about
1: leukemia where people don't do anything to get that?
2: Oh yeah, that totally sucks and I I feel really bad about those people.
0: What if I know that I'm gonna get something? So I have to keep going to the doctor to see if that's it. In that case, and once again, this doesn't mean that
2: you've 100% made a mistake. This is when you have to reconsider and think, did I make a mistake along the way to get here? And in that case, the mistake mistake that's possible that you may not have made, but you may have made, is that you were overly coddled by your mother or father (laughs) that led to a a terrible, terrible fear about your health. It's very similar to that guy, Eddie, in the movie It, or I'm sorry, the book Mm. It by mm-hmm. Stephen mm-hmm. King.
0: Uh, and all of a sudden, you're a hypochondriac. What do I do? Like, this is actually a good example of when you know it's a mistake, it's very apparent, but you can't not make it. Like what? I know I'm a hypochondriac. My mm. wife tells me I'm a hypochondriac all the time. I'm always like, I've got this disease. I know it. And I never do. But I can't not think that. Like, what, what do I do in that situation?
1: I mean, I think you have to go to therapy. What, what
0: is a therapist? A therapist ain't going to help me with that. Oh, the because, you're, because
1: your paranoia in getting like in being a hypochondriac is rooted in something else. What
2: could it possibly be rooted in? I
1: don't know, but you have to unpack That's that. That's
2: for the therapist to tell exactly.
1: you. Exactly. <laughs> it's that first, and then the other stuff gets figured but out. But
2: even then, you're still in the same boat you were in where you have to reconsider your life because you going to, to the, the doctor, doctor over and over, and over yeah.
0: again. Yeah, I do go often. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for this item in the list. It has gotten me to think.
2: Next, suddenly taking up religion. If you're ever in a situation where you were not religious before, but you've suddenly decided to take up religion, you've absolutely made some sort of mistake, or you need to really re- reconsider your life choices to evaluate if you have made that mistake that I'm judging you for. Dude, you are no, asking no something one that is not suddenly possible. takes up religion if they did something right their entire
0: life. That's, I will say, is it kind of frustrating, like the whole born again thing? You think you could just do whatever? And all of a sudden now you can lecture others?
2: Like a do-over? No, because the people who actually do believe that and not the people who fake believe it or believe it really shallowly shallowly actually change their lives. Those are the people I'm down with. The people that you're describing who basically become judgment machines and don't actually change any of their behavior and don't take responsibility for any of their actions are real pieces of shit. Oh, I
0: mean, I I, I don't know about their actions or what they do. I just know they're very judgy of others. Like this, this person. Not still, everybody. I know. I know people who are definitely the exception of that rule. I don't. I don't know what's a rule. I'm just saying. Like the born again that I I I knew still comments on my Facebook profile and says stuff like "Shame on you, Jesus wouldn't be happy." What? <laughs> You're a born again. Stop judging. It's like did you only become born again so you could judge others? It's like what's that that great uh, uh that that scene in Seinfeld? There with, are a lot of stupid religious people. True. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's stupid. I just think she's she got excited about the wrong parts of being religious. <laughs> Self righteous. The guy in uh, Seinfeld who was in Breaking Bad,
1: Ryan Cranston. Ryan Cranston, Cranston thank yeah. You.
0: Jerry's convinced that he became a, a Jew in order to make the anti dentist. Yeah, Jewish jokes, right? It's like you're getting excited <laughs> about the wrong thing. You're like, oh, I get to do this now because I'm I'm so religious. <laughs> They do a lot of that on Curb, too. It's great. Oh, I love Curb. Uh, I'm
2: almost to the end of my list. I apologize if this list is going on too long.
0: It's fine. We'll do top five afterwards.
2: Having to use the phrase or hearing the phrase, it's not what you think it is. But if you ever find yourself saying that or repeatedly hearing that, there's a lot to reconsider in that situation. I don't know if you've entered into some sort of multi-level marketing pyramid scheme, but if you have to say like, hey, I'm doing this, but it's not what you think it is, (laughs) it is what they think it is. And
0: you just haven't come to terms with that. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. So you have to say, but, and you have to tell people, That's
2: I like filmed the people a porno
0: <laughs> movie, but it's not, not what, what you think, think it is. <laughs>
1: it's
2: not what you think.
1: Is that like the people that say like, not to be racist, but but
0: <laughs> and they immediately say the most racist <laughs> shit you've ever heard.
2: If you don't know your passwords, but your computer knows your passwords,
0: <laughs> you're probably in a precarious situation. No, I'm like that. I, I, I use like a password encryption software.
2: Yeah, so it's like a lockbox. I'm talking about where it just auto-populates your passwords and you have no idea
0: what they are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mine auto-populates my credit card number.
0: Well, you heard it here first, folks. Just change your credit card number once a year. That's what I do. It's free. You just like call and just say you lost your credit card. They send you a new one with a new number. Yeah,
1: but then I have to like reset all my like charges and stuff. Time.
0: Yeah, it's good. It- it's a way to get rid of shit you don't need. Like all those places that make it super hard for you to cancel... Oh, you got to call and talk to somebody for 30 minutes. Fuck you. I'll just cancel my, I'll just change my credit card number.
1: And then they just can't, they just stop charging?
0: Yeah, it'll just decline. <laughs> how how can they you. keep charging? Then they'll call you and be like, you got to change. It's like, oh, oh my, how the tables have turned. <laughs> now I can keep you on the phone for 30 fucking minutes when you just want one simple goddamn thing.
2: What are you complaining about? You don't have anything to do during the day.
0: I work during the day. I work, sir. (laughs) A lot of next
2: door time in that house. Yes,
0: I take next door breaks because I can't be on Adderall anymore. I can't sit and concentrate on one thing for very long before (laughs) I need a mental break and do something else and then come back to the thing I was doing. It's a lot of intermittent work. That's the price. Of no Adderall. So my heart doesn't explode, I guess.
2: (laughs) It's a pretty fair wage. All right, so top five?
0: All right,
2: you boys and girls. It's time for Five Things with Keisha. With your host, Keisha.
3: Five things with my
2: girl.
1: Okay, so the, the theme for today's top five is my top five lessons learned from my mistakes. Now that I'm reading this- These are going to
2: not be even lessons. These are going to be like, I didn't make any mistakes. Here I am. I'm Keisha. Yeah,
0: this cannot. you cannot do any more brag lists. Your brag lists aren't good.
1: It's not a brag list.
0: Nobody wants to hear how great your (laughs) Halloween costumes were.
1: I think these could actually also be applied the same thing that we did last time with the fortune cookie thing. Um, we can also add In Bed to the end of these now that I'm reading them.
2: I'm going to predict one of these. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, I broke up with this boy or something. or No, or, no he he dumped me. And then the lesson I learned was <laughs> not everyone realizes how great
0: of a person I am. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I'm not that self-centered. Come on.
0: Can we also do a follow-up episode, Mistakes in Bed?
1: Oh, yes. I have
0: so many because I'm like as awkward in real life oh my God. in the bedroom. I have so many awkward moments. That's pretty much all I have. I don't, I've, I'm out.
1: <laughs> Number five, always bring a snack everywhere you go. What was the mistake? The mistake was not having a snack.
2: This is the worst list I've ever heard. This is because actually. Because I've
1: been places where I like, didn't have snack with me and there wasn't food available and then I have a headache. And then I get angry. You
2: just turned, you somehow made it sound like you were going to talk about mistakes or like some sort of vulnerability in your life. And you've turned it into
0: an advice column. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Not it's an advice.
1: having food.
0: What's it's the worst thing that happened to you? What's the worst thing that happened to you because you didn't have a snack?
1: Oh, uh, I got a headache.
0: I can't work with her anymore, Brandon. I just can't. <laughs>
2: All right. Number four.
1: Number four. I think this is across the board. Lesson I've learned is always
2: ask for what you want. Always. Can we start with the mistake before you start? Oh, you want me to?
1: Say, oh, you want me to say the mistake and that? Oh, yeah, lot of-
2: it, the, the, it's not uns- The the topic is not unsolicited advice.
1: <laughs> it's my lessons learned from a mistake. I thought, why? What's do I- the
0: mistake?
1: Work wise, there's definitely been times where like. I didn't know how to ask for like the salary that I deserved or what I wanted. And I didn't ask for like a promotion. Right. And I've missed on a lot of opportunities because for some reason or another, I didn't ask for what I wanted. I asked for what people wanted me to ask for. And so that was kind of like, I was too young. And then I didn't really have a strong like mentor to tell me to always ask for what I want. And so now as I'm older, Like I learned how to negotiate like in relationships. Like I'm very upfront with what I want to a fault sometimes. But at the very end of it, which is probably the same thing that happened actually with this whole thing with Dexter, from the very beginning, I was like, this is what I want. This is what's going to happen. And I like held that ground the entire month that we were trying to date each other again. And by the end of it, because I held it, he was like, no, this is too weird for me. If you're not ready to be in a relationship with me, then I don't want to try and date you. Blah. I don't want to see you date other people, blah, blah. But the point I'm making is that when you ask for what you want from the beginning, you have no regrets when everything ends.
0: I just think you shouldn't have asked him to be in the room when you were having sex with other men. Like, I just think, like, that's a little, that's That's asking a a lot. little much. Yeah, like, I get that you're into it and you want your exes to watch you, but just, you know.
1: There's never been a time where I, I didn't ask for, there wasn't a time where I asked for what I want and I regretted it. I think that's the important oh, thing. Oh
2: god. Okay, third. third.
1: Num- number 3, mistakes I've made as being a homeowner as putting furniture together. If you have to force it, you're probably doing it wrong <laughs> in bed. No,
0: that's 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 actually That works really well right, in bed. Right. Right.
1: So like I I don't measure things. I don't really read instructions. And so typically if a screw doesn't Girl, fit somewhere same. If it doesn't fit somewhere, I just keep drilling harder <laughs> and see if it's going to get in there somehow.
0: Oh,
2: my God. This is ridiculous how many in-bed comments. <laughs> well, you have to be
0: careful if you have vertigo and you go to Keisha's house. You walk in and everything's already slanted.
2: Everything's already slanted. And you also can't sit
0: down on any of the furniture, which is likely to break I wouldn't apart. recommend
1: it. I wouldn't recommend it
0: um I, i'm the same way we ha- we just got these bikes these electric bikes and when you you get a bike from an online retailer you know it comes in pieces and i was trying to get the fucking handlebars on and i was like i guess you just have to like force it and i was like i don't understand this whole thing's not big enough i didn't realize there was a cap on there that i was supposed to unscrew and the worst part of it is now I, whenever we're, we're riding, I can see that cap. It's all fucking scratched. It looks like it's like a 20-year-old bike right there. And it's just like in my face because I wouldn't watch the goddamn video of how to put the bike together. I was like, I can figure this out by the pieces. That sounds what amazing. I'm hearing is the story of
2: two very overconfident people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So when I was younger for number two, I... I mean, I think I told you guys this. I didn't learn how to speak English until I got through like first grade. Like I learned it in school.
2: Still working on it as far as I'm concerned. Still working.
1: So when I was growing up, I actually like didn't talk a lot. Like I didn't ask a lot of questions. And so I just assumed a lot of things or people would just tell me to do stuff. And then as I got older and I learned how to like properly speak and learn how to speak up for myself, I started to ask more questions. And that is often prevented me from getting into situations that I don't want to be in so I think like there were times where I didn't ask questions or I wasn't sure what questions to ask I didn't want to sound stupid and that got me in situations like you know on dates that I really don't want to be in or at parties that I shouldn't be at or
0: yeah but don't you think you can ask too many questions like remember that orgy I invited you to
1: did I I ask too many questions you
0: asked way too many questions the orgy you just got to go with it and we fucking couldn't start Because Keisha kept...
1: I wanted the details. I wanted like background checks on everybody. There's no such thing as too many questions.
0: It is when you're trying to have an orgy.
2: Was your orgy like... Was it like seven (sighs) people?
0: You know me better. I can't... I don't want to know what to do in an orgy. I'd be so lost. I'd be so... I'm awkward in normal group situations. That's true. How would I not be awkward in an orgy? Which is just like the ultimate group activity right no
2: maybe it's the fact that there's so many more people to distract them from how awkward you are
1: <laughs> how do you join do you- like do you just look for an opening
0: I guess but then it's like how do you make sure you have consent you can't just go in an opening well
1: I think the whole room is like a,
2: an a that's the waiver consent.
0: thing that I brought up earlier I think <laughs> <laughs> my thing is like for a guy what do you do like if you finish early everyone else is still really into it and you're just do you go to another room? Is there like a TV room?
1: You like Red Rover it, right? Like you tag yourself out and you just run in. And I think either you maybe you sit, or maybe you're like a cleanup crew, you know? No, you
0: don't want a cleanup crew. I just imagine there's like another room with like TV, like the kids' room that the kids are in. You're like, oh, can I watch this with no, you guys?
1: You're like the guy at the basketball games that wiped the floors after no, free throws.
2: No. <laughs> You openly celebrate in front of everybody and say, ha, not the Limp biscuit," And then you just leave. I did it. Sucks to be
0: you guys. Literally you with the dick in your mouth. Sucks to be you. Oh my god. I, I wouldn't know what to do in an orgy. I would be, and I'd be so self-conscious. I'm so self-conscious about my body. I would just be, I think you
1: turn the lights off. As I said,
0: like an episode on, on sex, mis- I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing in there. You would go to the bidet, you'd clean up your ass, you walk back in there. Why would I need to clean up my ass? Really? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You think
1: that's off limits? No,
0: no one's going to get in my ass.
1: You think that that's off limits in an orgy? Yeah.
0: Yes, that's off limits in an orgy. Yeah. You didn't you, read the waiver. You're not ready. The waiver says nothing is off limits. You think every orgy you have to be willing to get something up your yes! butt? Yes! Some, no.
2: someone as awkward as you, you're going to get preyed upon and you're going to have a dick in your butt and your ears or strap on. It doesn't even have Maybe you could get pegged. Nose. It doesn't have to be
0: like a gay thing. No, there has to be orgies out there where it's like all understood. No butt stuff.
1: No, man. Butt stuff is part of it. There's only so many holes.
0: How many orgies have you been into?
1: I haven't I've been in none orgies. None. But I've seen shows.
0: What shows? What shows are so <laughs> enlightening about orgies <laughs> that makes you the expert? Why don't you start your own orgy podcast?
2: <laughs> your best opportunity is to wear some sort of like tight leather underwear with a hole cut in the front, but something protecting your backside. Just like put a some- chastity no. belt
0: or something?
1: Put a plug in your butt already.
0: I don't want a plug in my butt. No, know, to me, but- no. If you go to an orgy with a plug in your butt, like you showed if the spot up there. is
1: full. No one's going to try to get in there.
0: That is a sign that you are on board to anything in your butt. <laughs> it's like a bullseye. Yeah. That is a that is a open for business sign. Brandon, no thank you.
1: Get the one that has like a raccoon tail on it. So oh. It looks like
2: like your
0: horsehair butt plug. <laughs> I like the tail butt plugs. Number I 1. I think those are cute. Let's
2: move on. I even I have shame.
1: Number 1, which I think I hinted at earlier.
2: Number 1.
1: Trust your gut. Because
2: you are hungry because you've brought snacks and you can trust your gut that it's time to eat the snacks.
1: There's some science to this, though. I don't think men's instincts are as
2: good.
0: I I, I agree with you. That's why I think this advice is terrible advice.
1: Why? And
0: it's again, it's not a top five. You're just giving advice.
1: It's a top five of things I've learned from mistakes. My mistake was that in my relationships, there were things that I saw him doing that I was like, that's not a red flag. That's not concerning. It'll be fine. There were jobs that I've taken where I'm like, yeah, they're supposed to treat me like this. This is fine. And there are friendships that I had that they were like. Well, if
0: you took the hand job, yes, they're supposed to put their penis in your hand. That's how it works.
1: But there are friendships (laughs) that I had that were like, no, it's okay that they like shit talk me and they make fun of me and stuff. What I'm saying is at those very specific moments, I had a moment where my gut was like, yeah, yo, you're not supposed to be like, this is not okay. You should not be there. And I ignored it. And then it ended up being a disaster. I think that there have been a lot of mistakes in my life that I've avoided once I finally realize that my instincts and my gut are actual like legitimate things. And they're just like previews into things that I know will eventually bother me if I just like went along with it instead of saying no. From the Is that beginning. why
0: you don't hang out with that girl or the, the our mutual friend that you went to school with that I'm that lives here? And I was like, oh, you guys should hang out together. You'll be best friends. And you've like never hung out with her.
1: I've hung out Did with she her. She talk shit about you. Uh, it's there's just too much drama, you know. Ooh, what's drama? There's just like drama about her life. I think she's likes feeding into drama about my life, and it's just kind of toxic. So I keep my distance.
2: Let's hear more about that <laughs> <laughs> next time. Under regrets, being friends with that girl.
1: But that being said, <laughs> though, what I was saying earlier is I don't think like do you do guys like have a gut instinct on things too? Because I think there was something that I saw where it's not the same as women. Isn't the
2: assumption on men is that they trust their gut way more than they trust like, rational, reasoned thought? That's why Brandon said it's yeah. a bad idea, right? It's, it's because gut is like instinct as opposed to reason. At least that's
0: but my that's interpretation. That's how
1: women are. Women yeah, that's why like- women
0: make better decision makers than men do. <laughs> bottom five. You will die or you will eat the bottom five.
2: Thank you. Billy,
1: Thank this is you. how you play, right? This is how you play the bass.
2: No, you there? gotta you gotta That's pluck a, it. You gotta do the toothbrush side to side. Like this. <laughs> no,
0: it's like you're it's like you're in with a, a clitoris. You pluck it like this. That's slap, not slap what you do at all. Slap it. You gotta slap it That's like this. That's not what you do at all. With these guys. Oh my and god. Then They're, are they the walking the dog? <laughs> you gotta walk the dog on top of that clitoris. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Number five. Yeah. Bottom five topics
2: are uh, common phrases that oversimplify our relationships with mistakes. For example, number five, you only have yourself to blame. (laughs)
0: That's true. Personal responsibility.
2: I can't fucking stand the idea that if you make a mistake in all situations, you only have yourself to blame. If someone you trust gives you really bad advice... You only have yourself to blame. Like a top five on a podcast? Shut your
1: fucking mouth.
2: <laughs> you only have yourself to blame is like the kind of phrase that somebody who doesn't actually like you says, and they've nurtured some relationship just to put you down, and you probably shouldn't be like in any sort of relationship or conversation with that person. Now, granted, we have to take personal responsibility for our mistakes, but quantifying it as you only have yourself to blame seems a little hyperbolic (laughs) and fuck anybody who says that if i if you ever catch me saying you only have yourself to blame to you i fully give you permission to stab me (laughs) i guess
0: it also it just depends on context like was this person involved in the mistake were they involved was there a car crash that they were in and they're like you only have yourself to blame or is this a stranger
2: look there's obviously opportunities to say that, and it' be true however that's like saying that you grew up in some isolated environment where you're the only person that's ever existed and every single decision you've made is because of uh, no one else has influence over your life are you fucking kidding me yeah, but
0: then it, it's it, such it, an
2: oversimplification it's a reduction when are you responsible then you when are, are you, you are responsible i'm not saying you aren't responsible it's the term Only that I have an objection to.
0: So who else is to blame besides you? Somebody who influenced
2: you.
1: Someone else made you do it.
2: Somebody is bringing you to a place where you're involved in a shooting, but you only have yourself to blame for going. You think then that kind of makes it sound like you're making an excuse? No, because you still can blame yourself without being the only person to blame.
1: That's true. You can say I'm to blame, but as as well as Brandon. He also. What did I do? Yeah, I didn't. That girl. That girl, that
2: girl who got her head cut off by OJ Simpson only has herself to blame. But. Nicole. No one, Nicole's only got herself to blame. She made a mistake. No she found herself one, in a situation with OJ Simpson where she, where she cheated on him and got her head cut off. She's only got herself to blame. All right. Number four. Number four. Everyone makes mistakes well, fuck you. If I, if I'm supposed to learn a lesson from this mistake, because we're going to get to, uh, you know, mistakes being tied to lessons. Uh, oh, everybody makes mistakes. It's okay. So there's two options here. You can either completely write off a mistake because everyone makes mistakes. Nothing to do here. Just wrap it up, go home, dust your ass off. It's all over, but it's just like, okay. So there's, Everybody makes mistakes. That doesn't mean that the mistake that I had doesn't make me feel like absolute shit. And I'm allowed to feel really, really bad about the mistake I made and maybe even uh, a sin to be able to learn a lesson from it. But, oh, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. So whatever you did is totally fine. It's all forgivable. It's all totally all right. Nothing bad could ever happen to you. Everybody makes mistakes. There's no gravitas to the entire world. Fuck you. I made a mistake and I want to feel really, really bad about it. (laughs) And then on the opposite side, number three, you have to learn from your mistakes. What if there's a mistake that you can't learn anything from? Because you died. I went
0: skydiving. My parachute didn't open. I'm dead. What am I going to learn from that? Fuck you. Well, you obviously learned something in the time between your parachute didn't open and you hit the ground. Oh, great. So that's a valuable lesson learned. Yeah. Oh. And, I learned.
1: And in the afterlife.
2: Sometimes there are mistakes that you can't learn what from. what you're saying,
0: like, everybody makes mistakes, that's what someone tells you when they don't fucking know what to say to you, Billy. But my point is, you can't have the two
2: different contradictory items. Everybody makes a mistake. It's all all right. And you have to learn from your mistakes. Because if everybody makes a mistake, then fuck it. My point is, it's an overused idiocracy term. Now, <laughs> next.
0: <laughs> I use that term. Don't
2: be afraid to fail. If you make a mistake, it could be perceived as a failure. But then how come we also have the term failure
0: is not an option? So if you can't be afraid to fail, how come failure is also not an option? I mean, someone has said that, but it's not like that's like an official thing.
1: I think that I option. think the perspective is I think you're just quoting Apollo
0: 13.
1: I think there's an there's a the pers- the perspective though of like there there are no mistakes that ev- like everything is a learning opportunity. No, it's the person
2: the person who says the per, the person who says failure is not an option is not telling you to learn a lesson. The the failure is not an option, guys like if you fail, it's all over and it's critical what? and it's fucked. Yeah, who's told you that? Who says that? I actually had I've a customer only heard that when I they had a were customer trying to tell me that on the phone the other day. Oh. I, I basically somebody was like I was like, yeah, we can't do that. Because it's bad for our business. He said, failure is not an option. And then he started throwing out a bunch of coaching terms, like a bunch of basketball coaching quotes. And I was like, who the
0: fuck are you, guy? Failure is an option. And you're failing right now with your explanation to me. Yeah, that's just a stupid person. (laughs) I'm saying, like, that quote makes sense in certain situations. If you're trying to rescue astronauts that are on a broken spacecraft... Failure is not an option. Yeah, it
2: is an option. And the lesson that they will learn is to never have gone into space
0: in the first place. It is a mistake to do that. We belong on Earth. (laughs) Don't go to space. Or if you go to space, don't flip out every time an astronaut dies. Space is hard. Do our best (laughs) to keep them safe. But, you know, Fuck. you know how many people die on the road every day?
1: Space is hard.
2: Space is hard.
0: <laughs> Number two, anything correlating mistakes, either
2: being opportunities or leading to opportunities. Mistakes are not the same word as opportunity. I don't care if when a door closes, a window opens somewhere. That's fine. I Give, give me the platitudes, whatever. But fuck you. Mistakes can lead to compounding mistakes that can lead to death.
0: <laughs> mistakes do not always lead to
2: opportunities. If your mistake is like, I dropped the soap in prison, and then all of a sudden your your next mistake is by sympathizing with some sort of neo-Nazi to protect you, then you're making mistake upon mistake. There was no opportunity in that dropping the soap <laughs> in prison. I
0: think these are just all things that people say to make somebody feel better. Yeah, though. these are my bottom 5 platitudes or phrases relating oh. to mistakes. I didn't know what platitude meant. <laughs> That was a complication.
1: Words are hard, just like space.
0: (laughs) No, I just, I did not know that. I did not know what planet, I did not know what that word was. And lastly... Number one. This bottom five makes so much more sense now (laughs) that I know what platitude is. A remark or statement, especially one of moral content that has been often used to be interesting or thoughtful. Oh, Good bottom five. Now that I know what platitudes are. That was the word I couldn't remember earlier
2: that I remembered mid bottom five. So I apologize if I took us down a a wrong path. Oh, so you didn't. Okay. Number Number one. one. Mistakes are part of being human. Well, fuck you, guy. I didn't want to be some walking, talking, mistake, abortion human that just can't live a life without making mistakes and constantly failing to gain quote-unquote experience. Experience is overrated, and I don't want to make mistakes, and I don't want to fail, and the meaning of life is security. Homeostasis. I want homeostasis. I don't want mistakes. I don't want to die. I want to live forever in a life of comfort. That's it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and that was a great scene. bottom five once I found out what the topic was. Yeah, <laughs>
2: platitude. The whole point.
0: I was so confused. Yeah, It was great. Yeah, I
2: lost, uh, I lost it in my rage. I apologize. No, no, no. But Billy, the rage was there. It was there. I felt the rage. It was good. It was good. There's nothing more condescending than someone talking to you about mistake advice after you've made a mistake.
0: I think it's just we're, you know... Social situations are tough. It's
2: like kicking someone on the ground. You're pretending to pick them up, and so they reach out a hand, and then they just pull their hand back and kick you in the jaw.
0: Well, that was a show. I think uh, we're going to come back and do regret next time. Regret should be fun. A little bit more fun than mistakes. Mistakes are kind of painful. Yeah. Uh, And regret isn't painful? I think regret's going to be the worst. I feel like mistake implies that you inflicted pain on someone. Regret is just a personal pain. (laughs) Fair point.
1: That's true. That's true. I learned
0: that everybody makes mistakes.
1: I think you learned what platitude means. The most means. important thing <laughs> is that
0: you have to learn from the mistake.
2: <laughs> Fucking platitude. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh no, my big thing is um, you know, don't run away and don't be afraid of your mistake. Uh be honest and open about it and be sincere and I think I think there's more of a capacity for forgiveness with people than what we assume and just be honest about it and, uh, you know, honesty will set you free. Thank you. My name has been Brandon. Uh, Keisha, say goodbye to the people.
1: Goodbye. Hey, Brandon, you didn't tell people to like, comment, subscribe, oh, Please vote, rate.
0: Like, subscribe, rate, leave a review of this podcast and please send us money. We're working on merchandise. Please let us know if you'd be willing to buy something and what that something would be. And ask Twitter questions. Yeah, we like the Twitter questions. And the Twitter questions. Keep those up. Those are real fun. And I promise to give a, more of a bigger heads up next time. I just forgot this time.
2: $1,000 and I'll I reveal my identity just to you exclusively.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One person.
0: All right, Keisha, say goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
0: Billy. Toodaloo.